Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. Rivulets of waters is the heart of a king in the hand of Jehovah. Wherever he pleaseth, he inclineth it. This means that the Lord makes kings want what he wants them to want, so that they will do his will. There was a story in the Old Testament where the Lord had spoken to Pharaoh, King Necho of Egypt, and he told him to go to war, and Pharaoh was a pagan, and yet he obeyed the Lord. When it says rivulets of waters, it means that it's like a river. You know how a river could go in any direction. It will make its path based on the easiest route toward the ocean. It's saying that the Lord will change a king's desire just like a river might change its path. 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, and Jehovah is pondering hearts. We heard this same proverb earlier, and it says that people have their own idea of what they think is right, but it's only based on their own personal wishes. And yet Jehovah looks in our heart, and he sees if our heart is pure. 3. To do righteousness and judgment is chosen of Jehovah rather than sacrifice. This is a message said multiple times throughout the Bible in the New and the Old Testament. The point of a sin offering is to get forgiveness for your sins, but what the Lord would rather have is that we don't sin in the first place. So in the New Covenant, Jesus died on the cross not so that we can keep asking for forgiveness because of a sinful lifestyle as in the Old Covenant, but so that our lives will be transformed and we no longer live in that sinful lifestyle, and we don't have to keep asking for forgiveness for the same things over and over. 4. Loftiness of eyes and breadth of heart, tillage of the wicked, is sin. This is saying that the Lord hates arrogance when we think that we're better than others, and he also hates the works of wicked people. 5. The purposes of the diligent are only to advantage, and of every hasty one only to want. This means if you're going to do something, do it well. Diligent people are consistent in their actions, and they follow through, and they finish what they start, and they make sure that they've done things well. Therefore, they're producing a good product, and they will have revenue from it, and they'll be able to have food on the table. But somebody who tries to just get things done as quick as possible, cutting corners and not paying attention to quality control, they'll end up with a sloppy product that nobody wants, and then they won't be able to pay the bills. 6. The making of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity driven away of those seeking death. If you use deception to gain wealth, which a lot of people do, it will end in your death. This is mainly talking about your spiritual death. 7. The spoil of the wicked catcheth them, because they have refused to do judgment. Spoil is when you win the battle and you take from your enemy, and wicked people battle against the weak and the helpless. And because they didn't practice judgment, which means helping the poor and the needy, their riches will make them miserable. That's the Lord's judgment on them. 8. Froward is the way of a man who is vile, and the pure, upright, is his work. Whatever an evil man does is perverted, but a man who's pure of heart, that things that he does are righteous. 
9. Better to sit on a corner of the roof than with a woman of contentions and a house of company. In ancient times, you could go to your roof to sleep at night or to just be alone. And it's saying it's better to, to just be alone out on your roof than to be in a house where there's a party going on and your wife is there and she is bickering at you. 10. The soul of the wicked hath desired evil. Not gracious in his eyes is his neighbor. Wicked people want to dominate and take advantage of others. They don't have any mercy over their neighbors. They see the people around them as a means to an end, or pawns to be played with. 11. The scorner is punished, the simple becometh wise, and in giving understanding to the wise he receiveth knowledge. This is similar to a proverb that was in a previous chapter. It says that if you have a group of fools and one of them does wrong, you should punish that one so that the rest of the group sees the example and they can learn from it. Because the only thing that fools understand is punishment. They don't understand reason. But if a wise person does something wrong, then all you have to do is reason with them, verbally rebuke them, and they will change their behavior. They don't have to be punished. 12. The righteous one is acting wisely towards the house of the wicked. He is overthrowing the wicked for wickedness. The righteous one is Jesus Christ. He is the only person who is righteous, because he is the only one who never sinned, even though he was fully capable of sin, and he knew what sin was. So he is righteous, and he is going to overthrow every person and every demon who is wicked. The time hasn't come yet. He's letting them have grace for a while to allow more people to enter his kingdom. But on judgment day, they will be overthrown. 13. Whoso is shutting his ear from the cry of the poor, he also doth cry, and is not answered. If you don't help others out when the Lord brings them to you and they need help, then someday when you need help, nobody will help you. This is not karma. Karma does not exist because it's indiscriminate. This is the justice of God. God's justice is totally discriminate because not only does he determine who will be punished, but he also determines when they will be punished. 14. A gift in secret pacifieth anger, and a bribe in the bosom strong fury. This means that you can bribe people to get on their good side, and then they won't be as angry with you as they would have been if you hadn't have done something for them. This proverb isn't saying that you should bribe people, but it's just stating one of the facts of life, which is that justice is compromised with a bribe. 15. To do justice is joy to the righteous, but ruin to workers of iniquity. Evil people don't want to help the weak and the helpless and the poor because they feel like they're losing something when they give to others. But righteous people want to help the weak, helpless, and poor because they don't see it as losing, they see it as loving the Lord. 16. A man who is wandering from the way of understanding in an assembly of Rephaim resteth. Rephaim were the giants, but they also symbolize demons because they practiced paganism and they were very evil. So this verse is saying that if you practice sin, you will be in the company of demons.
And that's very true. That's why people have addiction. They have trauma and mental disorders. It's because there's demons messing in their life because they have sinned. Or somebody who sinned greatly has traumatized them. 17. Whoso is loving mirth is a poor man. Whoso is loving wine and oil maketh no wealth. This says that if you're always out partying, it will cause you to live in poverty. Because you're not working, you're spending too much money, and you're not being smart with your resources. So it will cost you. It's also saying that the person who prefers delicacies to plain food, that person will also be poor because they're overspending. And this is a problem that we have in Western culture. People overspend and they party too much instead of being at home, nurturing their family and spending time with the Lord. They're always looking for entertainment. 18. The wicked is an atonement for the righteous, and for the upright, the treacherous dealer. This says that at some point in a wicked person's life, the Lord will use their evil deeds to actually benefit his children. He works out all things for good. For instance, if a wicked boss fires you unjustly and you did not deserve it, If you remain faithful and you trust the Lord and you keep obeying him, you'll end up in a much better place in the long run. 19. Better to dwell in a wilderness land than with a woman of contentions and anger. The Lord is not a woman hater. There's a lot of negative verses about women in the Bible, but there's also a lot of positive verses. And there's also a lot of negative verses about men. But there are multiple verses against bickering women, and this is another one. There's two of them just in this chapter. Because it's so unbecoming when a woman tries to control a man. If you don't like somebody, don't try to change them. Don't try to verbally berate them to force them to change. They won't change. All that happens is you become a nasty person. But that person will still be the same. So if you genuinely don't like somebody, find better company. Don't marry that person who you don't even like. 20. A treasure to be desired and oil is in the habitation of the wise, and a foolish man swalloweth it up. This says that wise people have a storehouse. They have a stock of fine things. And then when company comes or when there's a celebration going on, or a special day in the year, they can open their cupboard and there will be special food waiting in there to be used. But foolish people eat the specialties as soon as they get them. And then when that day comes where they want to share something with company, there's nothing in the cupboard. Wise people have self-control and they're able to save. Some of us are traumatized because we didn't eat when we were little, so now we're food obsessed. But we need to pray for deliverance from that demon of food obsession. 21. Whoso is pursuing righteousness and kindness findeth life, righteousness, and honor. If you are trying to imitate Christ and be as kind as possible to other people, then the Lord will be kind to you, and it will bring honor to your name. 22. A city of the mighty hath the wise gone up, and bringing down the strength of its confidence. In ancient times, the cities would be surrounded by high walls or towers that it was really hard to scale, so that would protect the city. But it says 
Even if there's a city of wicked giants, the righteous men can scale those walls and conquer the city. We saw that in Jericho and in a lot of other places in the Old Testament. If you're obeying the Lord, then just know He's on your side, and you don't have to worry about the battle. He will fight it for you. 23. Whoso is keeping his mouth and his tongue is keeping from adversities his soul. If you can control what you say, it will be salvation, because our words can get us into a lot of trouble. Not only do our words hurt other people sometimes, they get us into a lot of hot water. We can lose relationships, jobs, business opportunities, educational opportunities. We can lose in so many ways by not controlling what we say. In the movies, they have the F word constantly because they're trying to take people's communication skills away. And unfortunately, many people have fallen victim to the F word and other bad words because they hear it in the movies and then they think that it's okay to talk that way. But in real life, it's never okay to talk that way. Yeah, the actors get away with it and they make billions of dollars for saying the F word, but none of us do. So it's a fantasy that it's not going to hurt you. It will. 24. Proud, haughty, scorner is his name, who is working in the wrath of pride. If you make fun of other people, then that is because you are prideful, and pride is a great sin. 25. The desire of the slothful slayeth him, for his hands have refused to work. Lazy people want things, but they never get what they want because they won't work for it. They never get that college degree. They never get that house, or they never get that garden to grow because they won't work for it. 26. All the day desiring he hath desired, and the righteous giveth and withholdeth not. A lazy person wants and wants and wants, and they're a dreamer. Lazy people covet what others have, but because they don't work for it, they never achieve it. But righteous people work hard, and then they share with others their resources. 27. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination, much more when in wickedness he bringeth it. If you are living a life of sin, and you bring an offering to the Lord, he will detest that offering. Because what he wants is he wants you to repent and go and apologize to people and give restitution to those whom you have hurt. This verse is saying, if you sin and then you repent and bring an offering, he's disappointed because he would rather that you had not sinned in the first place. But he really hates it when you sin and you don't repent and then you bring the offering. That really makes the Lord mad. 28. A false witness doth perish, and an attentive man forever speaketh. If you tell the truth, the Lord will allow you to keep talking so that you can share the gospel with people throughout your life. But if you tell lies and you tell lies about other people, malicious lies, then you will lose your salvation. 29. A wicked man hath hardened his face, and the upright he prepareth his way. To harden your face is to be stubborn. A wicked man is stubborn, and a righteous man prepares to do what he should be doing. He gets ready to do what the Lord requires of him. 
30. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel over against Jehovah. What God says is the ultimate and final word. Nobody is smarter than God. And no earthly law or government or employer or organization, not even the Christian organizations, can trump what the Lord has said. 31. A horse is prepared for a day of battle, and the deliverance is of Jehovah. We can get our horses ready and our cannons and our armor and go out on the battlefield, but we will not win that battle unless God is with us. So first, repent of your sins and then ask the Lord what he wants you to do and obey him, and then he will fight the battle before you. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 21.